Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey from the club's media team and I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague Matt Webb. After enjoying a weekend off, the R's are straight back into the rigours of championship life with two away games now in the space of just three days. On Saturday, we take on Stoke City before travelling to Rotherham on Tuesday night. We look ahead to both games while also getting the thoughts of this man. Again, Brentford with quite a high defensive line. They have their line right on the edge of the penalty area as Freeman gets ready to whip his left foot round this. In goes Leicester! And yes! It's it's the Tinkerman! It's the old one-two from the L team! Leicester with the header, Lynch with the finish, and Rangers lead in the derby! Okay, well we were on the road last week, of course, catching up with Gareth Ainsworth, and just a mention on him, congratulations to him, to Matt Ingram and to Wickham uh, when we were speaking with Gaz over their training ground. He was previewing the Sunderland game, wasn't he? And um, they went there and got an excellent result, a 1-1 draw, and uh, it could have been a 1-0 victory, but for a late equaliser, also special mention to Matt, who pulled off a, an excellent save in the closing stages. Yeah, big well, uh, big well done to uh, you know, Gareth. I uh, have to say, Paul, I really enjoyed the time spending with Gareth. You know, we sat there for an hour. He forwarded us uh, his time and. Uh, yeah, manager's time is very hard to, to get, but uh, we could have been there till now, you know, just chatting football in general. But pleased to see he's in, good, uh, in a good place, uh, the, the team's doing well, and obviously they've got a fantastic point up there, helped by Matty Ingram, who joined for the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, meanwhile, while they were playing, of course, QPR were not playing owing to the international break. That is it now for the international breaks right up until March. Is that good news, Webby, from your point of view? I know a lot of fans, well, I think, I think pretty much all football fans I speak to go, oh, international break. <laughs> nice to have it out of the way until March. Yeah, you certainly are willing, willing the games to come back round. I think it's uh, particularly when you're, <coughs> when you're playing well and doing well, it's, uh, it always feels like, oh, it's the international break now. I think after after the Brentford game, I spoke to, to Jake Bidwell after uh, after that, and he said the, the players got so much momentum. They took so much from that Brentford game. They probably could have gone for a few more games with the energy they got from it. So, has it come at the wrong, wrong time? I don't know. Uh, you know, I certainly feel that we could have taken the momentum from that Brentford game into the next few. But it gives obviously you've got to use it wise. There's a lot of games coming up over the Christmas period, so it's good for the players to get a bit of a break in the legs. Yeah, it was also nice to be able to dine out on a 3-2 win for a couple of weeks. If you play again on the Tuesday and lose, then that's forgotten about. So it was nice in that respect. But now since we've got, after that, that break, no game for a fortnight, we've now got nine games in the space of just over five weeks. So this is where the championship really gets into its own over the Christmas period leading up to it. Yeah, they come thick and fast. Uh, very busy. You know, every game, uh, every point becomes important. You know, you suddenly... After Christmas, you're on the the downward stretch, if you like. You know, you're past the halfway uh, point. Um, but you know, as a former player, I just like to play. So the the, the quicker the games come, the better, if you like. Uh, but as I say, every game's tough. Every game, you need to earn the right to take from it whatever you're going to take from it. Consistency, which we've been shown over the last couple of months, comes into it both individually and as a team. So, uh, so yeah, a, a period of the season to really look forward to. Yeah, it's the hardest trait in the world as well in football in terms is consistency, isn't it? I mean, so many teams can 
have a good game, a good result, a good couple of results. But it's it's that consistency which ultimately makes the difference between success and not. I think I've said before, you know, during the course of a season, I think you're going to have, unless you're very lucky, two, three, four maybe outstanding performances. You're going to probably have, although you don't like it, you're probably going to have two, three really poor performances. It's that sort of 40 games that are nip and tuck. And if, you, if you're consistent individually, collectively, you've got that team morale, confidence is high. You just want to try and edge those tighter games if you like. And I say we've, we've spoke about the start many, many times. I think that's fully now put to bed. You don't forget it, but that's put to bed. Credit to the guys, credit to the players, credit to the management staff for the way they've reacted from those uh, four games. And to take 26 points from 13 games is a magnificent return. Absolutely, it is. Okay, so we haven't got a, a game to look back on, if you like, because we did that last week with Brentford's game. So what we've done is we've asked the QPR fans to send in questions for you since, and we've had plenty come through. Um, if you'd like to send a question in for Andy Sinton for a future episode of the Loftcast, you can do so just by tweeting us using the hashtag Loftcast, and that's exactly what Jack Taylor has done. And Jack's question for you since... Do you think the club has progressed since 12 months ago? And if so, in which areas? Uh, yes, I do. I think it has progressed in a, in a number of areas. Uh, off the field, the financial fair play, which has been hanging over us for years. Mm. And it seems to have been, uh, I wouldn't say a drain on you, you know, but you, you never, or we never knew which way it was going to come out. Now, it's come out in a certain way, which a lot of people might say, well, that's not great. But at least we know where we are now. At least we know the way forward. At least we know what we've got to work with. So that's uh, that's a positive. Um, the training ground being uh, granted permission. You know, that's been hanging over us all. There's been a hell of a lot of work going into that. You know, we kept meeting hurdles and stumbling blocks, but it seems like that's been overcome now. So that's another positive to look forward to. Training grounds are a great uh, way and a great place for, for people to to develop and you know if you're going into a training ground and it's it's kitted out nice and it's got all the modern things that you need to progress as a footballer progress as a team whether you're a youngster or at the, the back end of your career um, I think that's really really important and you can't underestimate its, it's importance when you you're bringing players yep. into the club as well because while a, a nice stadium is, is one thing it's at a training ground where you spend most of your working week well I go back to my career you know if I was joining the club one I would look at the team you know who they are what they've got how they're playing I'd look at the manager uh, you know his credentials can he improve me then I'd look at the facilities you know what what's the stadium like um, you know then what's the training ground like because the training grounds where you're going to be doing the majority of your work so um, so I'm really looking forward to that taking shape and I'm sure for years to come the players who pull on the blue and white hoops of QPR will will flourish in that environment since uh, John Sharp's got in touch, uh, he's asked uh, his son George, um, George's done a number of events for, for the trust, yep. he's, he's asked will you be taking part in Tiger Feet tennis years, so obviously the, the 10th one they've done, it's quite a big, a big one for the trust, will you be taking part in that this year? 100%, um, you know it's a fantastic event for a fantastic cause, um, I always feel quite humbled when I do it, um, and as I say we've, I've done I think now three, look forward to the next one, I'm still waiting on the details but uh, but yeah, I'll be there. I would like to say be near the front, but I don't know about that. But uh, that's a really, really enjoyable event where you get to walk with fans, you get to walk with um, people who support the club 
for many, many years and they they reminisce, they talk about certain games, but their passion for the club really comes through when you when you're walking and being able to talk to them in that type of environment. Okay, question from Christian Strickhausen. After the miserable start to the season, did you see a turnaround like this one coming? Uh, driving home from that horrible day up at West Brom, I think everyone was you know, very low uh, and on the floor, if you like. Then we come here on the Tuesday night and I didn't think we played too bad against Bristol City. Actually, probably the first goal is so important. I think we missed a good chance to go 1-0 up and I think that would have settled everyone. But then we lost that game 3-0 and you go away thinking, wow, we've just lost our first four games. So How concerned were you at that point? Yeah, I think like anyone. Uh, and I think you'd be lying if you didn't say you were concerned. You know, having said that, you look at the credentials of the uh, the head coach or the manager, Steve. You know, and I think at that time, I think for me, I used to look and I used to watch and I used to hear what was being said. And Steve, I think, kept very level if you like he wasn't too down although he would have been concerned and he admits he's con he was concerned because he actually said we stripped it right back and went back to basics yeah. so that's how concerned he was but credit to him uh, and credit to people at the club behind the scenes because what they did we knew we needed some experience uh, to aid the team to help the youngsters um, and as I say we went out and we got two proven championship forwards goal scoring pedigree we went out and got a uh, someone who's Applied his trade at the highest level in Angel, uh, Rangel, and he's been so consistent since he's been here. Went and got Jeff Cameron, and I think those sort of four people cemented what we had, pulled everything together. Their experience was invaluable, but as I say, the youngsters in the squad can learn from that on a daily basis. So, uh, so that was that was an important part of the season for us. So, did you see the turnaround coming? <laughs> <laughs> Not probably, if, I, if I'm totally honest, not to the extent that it's, mm. I didn't see us. If you had said to me on that Wednesday morning after Bristol City, look, Andy, next 13 games, I'll give you 26 points. I would have <laughs> yeah. said, how much do you want for that? So I didn't <laughs> see that extent coming. But I looked at us, even in those first four games, you know, Preston, there was nothing in the game. Uh, Sheffield United were ahead and won the back of a couple of debatable decisions. West Brom for 55 minutes, we were, yeah, we yeah. were doing okay. You know, it was but fell apart and capitulated for half an hour in Bristol City. So um, I didn't think we were as much like what I was saying about Steve McLaren, to his credit. I didn't think we were horrendous, mm. but I certainly couldn't have seen or, um, or predicted us taking 26 points from 13 games because, you know, teams that get promoted, if you work on two points per game, that'll get you up most seasons. Super Hoop Down Under has asked, uh, Andy, loved your work on the field and, and delighted with your role back at the club, great passion, energy and ideas. <clears throat> he said, but have we a realistic chance of getting in the playoffs or higher or am I, or am I dreaming? That's uh, from James. Rain it in, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, these comments about you know, the, the role at the club, I'll say it again. Uh, I feel really, really privileged to be back at the club and the role that I work in. So, uh, and you know the passion that comes through. I just want our club to do well, um, you know, and win games of football and see a packed Loftus Road and you know get a feel-good factor around the club. So if I can play my part in that, that's great. Um, but yeah, the follow-up, the follow-up is: Are we going to make the playoffs? You can't avoid these. Uh these questions but that's what I was trying to pause <laughs> <in a little laughs> playoffs um, 
I got a text from a few people after we beat Aston Villa. Um, came straight in after the game, you know, and although we didn't play fantastically well that night, it was a, a gritty, determined performance where we beat one of the best sides in the league, I still say that. So playoffs, who knows, you know, uh, if we keep going on this run, I don't think it'll be too far away, but let's just... People laugh think, at me. Yeah, People laugh at me. They'll go one game. I'll just take one yeah. game at a time. Let's go and see what we can get at Saturday. Let's go and see what we can get up with Rotherham and just keep building. But I think the nature of the the championship is that of the twenty four teams, you'd probably say at least sixteen, even now at this stage of the season, will be thinking there's still a chance because we'll be talking about Stoke later on. They're currently fourteenth in the table. They're only two wins outside the playoffs. Yeah. So even now, like a third into the season. There'll be at least 14, 15, 16 teams hoping, dreaming that maybe they can be one of those six. And that is just how competitive the championship is. It is so tight. You know, uh, you can throw a blanket over a number of teams and the two wins yeah. uh, separate a number of teams. You know, uh, a, poor, a poor week in the championship when the game comes thick and fast can, can put you in a poor position. You get seven, nine points in a week, you know, and it propels yourself to where you want to be. So... Uh, but I'll say it again, it's just about that consistency. Players, the team, the coaching staff have done brilliantly over the last few months and we just need to keep that going, keep our feet on the floor, just keep taking that one game at a time. But as I say, I know because I see it and I speak to people, I know confidence is really, really high within that group at the minute. They believe in themselves, but let's just keep a lid on it for the time being. It does feel like a really important period, doesn't it, though? Because we had, obviously we spoke about the first four games we've had 13 since where we've done really really well mm. we talk about the amount of games over Christmas and it just it, you talk to a lot of people now and it feels like let's see how we get on over Christmas <laughs> yeah. and if we're still in this kind of position in January it's almost like a belief kind of thing if, if we can get to January in a similar position they'll feel a lot more confident in the fact that we can maybe have a go this season you know okay question from Lewis Pleasure who would you say is our player of the season so far and who would you say is our most important player on the pitch? So two good questions and two different questions as well. Two very good questions. Um, player of the season so far, I think one or two players who did really well last year started quite slow and there might have been reasons for that but I think in recent weeks I think we're seeing Luke Freeman back to his, what he was uh, last year. I think Maslowonga has got better and better after uh, by his own admission uh, a difficult summer you know it should have been a real high going away with your country yeah. World Cup but I think to sit on the bench and not play any minutes I think maybe affected particularly him. when he was so involved in the exactly. qualifying process so um, so I would say both him and it's not a criticism I thought they started quite slow but in recent weeks have been fantastic we spoke um, time and time again about the influence and the emergence of a Berriese yeah. who broke in last year and we saw what he can do and um, his development has continued. I think the loan silence which we touched on, you know, Naki Wills, I think has been excellent. You know, first seven or eight games he didn't score. But his contribution to the side, you know, he's running channels. Uh, first line of defence was so important. Now he's got a couple of goals. You can see he's full of confidence. Scored for his country in the week as well. You know, so he'll be coming back. Uh, full of the joys of spring. Jeff Cameron goes, well he doesn't go unnoticed because the contribution is starting to get recognised what he does for the team and every team needs that type of player. They need a Jeff Cameron just to knit everything to, together to allow your flair players to go and play. 
So when you wingers lose a ball, your Simon Barker's going to get it back for you. Yeah, is that what Simon, you're saying? Simon Barker's lolly, go on, get it back and, uh, <laughs> and give it to us. <laughs> um, at the back, you know, the, the partnership of Lynch and Leisner continues to grow. Angel Rangel and Jake Bidwell in the fullback areas have been really, really consistent. And we're seeing Joe Lumley do very well mm. as a goalkeeper. So the fact I've answered that question and listed about 10 or 11 players shows that we as a group and yeah. as a team are doing well. Yeah, I think you're right because Webber, you could ask four or five different QPR players who's your player of the season so far and you could realistically get four or five different answers. Yeah, I think it's much, like you said, it's down to the formula team. Everyone has, you know, yeah. taking 26 points from 13 games t- takes the, t- the whole team to pretty much do well. And I think, yeah, you ask a lot of people probably... For me, I've been really impressed with Angel Rangel since he's come and the whole experience that, you know, in his mid-30s, he's playing three games in a week. Mm. I just think he's, he's really added to it. But yeah, there's a case for, certainly a case for, for a lot of players. And uh, since, what's your thoughts on um, Joel Lynch's season so far? Joel, I think, has been excellent. I think Joel has, well, he's certainly in his best form of his QPR career, for me anyway. Um, um, you know, his partnership with Tony Leisner, I think, is is growing and getting better. I know Joel likes the fact that the back four and the goalkeeper has been quite consistent. Well, the team's been quite consistent in selection. So you're starting to forge those partnerships. Mm. Uh, you understand what people's strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and you, you can feed off each other as well. So uh, now Joel, as I say, uh, came with really, really high hopes from Huddersfield. Remember, we went to Huddersfield a couple of years ago and I spoke to people behind the scenes and they really rated Joel Lynch as a player. Um, came here, a few niggly injuries, never really hit the heights, but this season, and credit to Joel, because I know he went away during the summer. Mm-hmm. He did extra training. He came back. He looks quicker. He looks sharper. He looks more aggressive. So he's doing really well. Certainly is. Well, we're going to catch up with Joel now to reflect on his season so far and also talk about his goal against Brentford and why he chose not to celebrate it. Joel, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. Um, Firstly, looking back, before we look ahead to Stoke, looking back, and it was a a nice result to go into that international break so you can really enjoy the break knowing that we've signed off with a a good result and against a big opposition in terms of a, a London derby. Yeah, it's a positive result, obviously, against his local derby, and uh, it's good to get a result going into the international breaks. You don't want to be sort of lingering on a on a bad result or bad feelings, but uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a positive result, good home uh, home win for us, um, and yeah, to carry on building. Obviously, it was our reaction to the to the loss the week before that was good. The best thing about it. So, um, and that's a big thing for Steve McLaren, isn't it? When we lose to to react, to recover. Yeah, definitely. I think in the past, like we've sort of we've slumped and sort of gone on a on a streak of, of losses or whatever. But um, obviously, to bounce back straight away against uh, Brentford, who are a good team, regardless of whether it is a local derby or what. Um, yeah, it was a positive result, and um, it, it's it's another platform to us to start start a run again now. It just it does seem that every time we play at the minute, there's another reason for confidence. And having lost to Blackburn, it's a case of well. Can we avoid stringing two defeats together? And then we go 1-0 down and we think it's going to be very difficult against a team in recent years we haven't done well against. But that second half was brilliant to, to watch. That must have felt great to be such a big part of that. Yeah, um, obviously, like we said about bouncing back, um, it was great to get that result. We knew it was going to be a tough game and, and local derbies 
playing in a lot of derbies, like uh, the games just can go either way, mm. especially with the, the conditions and whatever. And to go one 0 down, you're sort of thinking, oh god, sort of here we go again. But I think that mentality has, has changed around the club, and we definitely feel that at any point in the game we can we can win the game. Do you know what I mean? I don't, we didn't we went down at half time in the dressing room or anything like that. We definitely thought that we had enough to win the game, and we sort of went out in the second half and, and really sort of put it to them and and got a good result. I, I mean, we, we really dominated the game in the second half, you could see that, and uh, played some great football and really finished off the game well, I think. It sounds like it was a calm dressing room at half-time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just completely, it's, it's changed a lot, the dressing room, over the last year or so. Do you know what I mean, I think, uh, like I said, the confidence is, is, is come back in. We're a really confident group. Everyone really gets on and sort of, yeah, you're really helping your mate out. I mean, after the game the other day, the Brentford game, I'd, I sort of, I always look and look back at games and think what I could have done better. And I, for me, it was probably the worst game I've played in, in the last 10, 11, 12 games. So, but I, I always knew every time I made a mistake, one of my teammates was there to, to sort of get me out of it. And uh, I think that's, that's what's changed a lot. We really work hard for each other, lads. We, we're so together as a team, like people are doing other people's work and working for each other, not, 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 not so much individuals as where it was before. Do you know what I mean, everyone's sort of looking after themselves, but the, the morale in the team really is, is about looking after, being there for your mate. If your mate makes a mistake, then, then you sort of get it, make it right. So in that game, it's, I think it worked perfectly. I, I mean, I can remember it was, it was tough, tough defending in the first half and we were making like, bad clearances and stuff like that, but the midfield would win the ball back straight away for us, Massimo is winning it back and it's just, uh, I think it shows how far we've come really as a team. And scoring goals as well, it's not something that you, you've never been prolific, the most you've scored in a season is three, you've managed that on four separate occasions. You're on two so far this season, talk us through your second, it was a, uh, I'd imagine you were able to enjoy this goal more than you did the first goal of the season at yeah, West Brom. I said to the lads, I actually said to Jeff at the end of the game, I, I couldn't even celebrate because I felt like the game, from personally, wasn't going that, <laughs> that well. That well for myself. I couldn't. I mean, I know how much it means to everyone at the club for me to score that goal to put us back in front, but I was so angry still. <laughs> I, I didn't actually have it in me to celebrate, and obviously it was a tap-in. But um, yeah, that's twice now. I think. I, I think did Tony head the ball across from off? Other goal? I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was from Freeman's free kick, and then yeah. headed a cross goal, certainly. Yeah. So I, I sort of gamble off Tony winning the head most headers <laughs> because he's just throws his, his head in front of anything, really. But yeah, it was good. It was, it was good to obviously put us back in the lead. But yeah, you, so you didn't allow yourself to enjoy the goal. At what point did you allow yourself to enjoy the win? In the dressing rooms after the game because I was yeah. fuming, to be honest. But um, it was just one of those days. It was a tough game, but. Then again, like that, that sort of that sort of luck that we haven't that we haven't had before. Do you know what I mean? You have a bad game and you, you lose. Do you know what I mean? Or you have a bad game, you make one mistake, and the other team scores a goal and we lose. So do you know what I mean to 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 have not played as well personally myself. I think the team is brilliant, but it shows how far we come. Like I've got my mates around me, like looking at making up for my mistakes that I made and whatever. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I didn't really want to celebrate like a, a tap-in. I think one of my mates had a go at me, well, just took the, took the mick out of me one time when I scored a tap-in. I, I don't really celebrate unless it's uh, an absolute screamer. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't scored any for QPR yet. Um, 
the, the last 10 minutes, obviously, Brentford pulled one back to make it 3-2, and there's obviously that natural nervy feeling within the staging. But in that closing stages, you must allow yourself that feeling of pride that, as a defensive unit, Joe Lumley was well protected in that period. Yeah, I think um, that's another thing. Like, um, it's come from all the hard work that we're doing. It's, uh, we've, we've been a goal clear the last 10, 20 minutes of quite a few games that we've played in recently. And, I still don't feel like at any point we're going to concede. I think the teams are coming close and they're throwing everything at us. But um, from our structure and, and work rate and whatever, um, it's it's really keeping us in games. But that's that's what we've got to do. We've got to pick up points along the way. And there's going to be more and more games that are like that because I'm sure we're, we'll get into the lead and teams are going to throw everything at us to try and get back in the game. It's just about sort of uh, just keeping them out. But at the minute, we're doing a pretty good job of that. So just... And it's a, a consistent back four as well that's doing that. How much do, does that help, having the, the same people around you? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I prefer it, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what everyone around me is going to give. Do you know what I mean? I think mine and Tony's partnership is, is obviously getting better every game and we're learning new stuff from each other and, and it's getting stronger. And I think Bidwell is, is one of the best, if not the top left-back in the league. And... It, He's brilliant to have alongside me, and Angel obviously his experience coming in. I, I don't think I've really, I haven't really played with a right back like as good as, as as good as him, or the games that he's played in the Premier League. And he, you know his quality, and and at his age, he's he's still doing it. So it's it's, it's great, it's great for us at the minute. And it's a very vocal back four as well. Yeah, yeah, that helps because uh, obviously it helps the midfield in front of us as well. So the reason why our structure and, and and the reason why we haven't conceded so many goals is not not so much from. Uh, just, just our back four defending. I think we get a lot of credit, but it's the it's the four in front, uh, tracking back, even from the strikers and and the amount of balls that the centre midfielders are winning back for us now and stopping stopping uh, passages of play coming through the middle. But that all comes from like our talking from behind and whatever. So it's it's good that everyone's sort of on the same wavelength and it and it, and it keeps you on your toes as well if someone's like shouting in your ear. Yeah. yeah. Um, how much credit does Steve McLaren and his coaches deserve for? For, for getting QPR to, and the team to the, where we are now, bearing in mind the start. Yeah, well, I think I, I, obviously I've known the gaffer before, and I think really he hasn't he hasn't really changed that much uh, from from when we lost those those first few games. It, it, but it's just been uh, a case of just keep on keep on doing what we're doing, sort of thing. And 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 he's stuck with it. Uh, obviously the, the sessions have been have been tough. Days have been hard on the training pitch, which is good, but it prepares you for the games. It makes games easier. I think uh, he's got uh, a team together a lot more. Uh, like the dressing room is just fantastic to be in at the minute. The young lads coming through. We've got some amazing young lads who aren't even, do you know I mean, playing at the minute, but they've got massive, massive futures ahead of them. But everyone gets on. It's quite a lively dressing room as well. It's very, it's yeah. very vocal. The Harlington uh, dressing room. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets on, but it's the, obviously it's it, it's nicer to be in a dressing room that's winning. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and players are getting more and more confident. The more the more wins, the more points we pick up. Lads are going to get confident and they're going to express themselves more. So so they'll so they'll get better. And, and I think that people, well, I've noticed it in front of me. Players just getting better and better every week. I mean, Massimo. Uh, I think he sort of people sort of sort of like overlook him sometimes, and how much he does for a team. But I think he's been he's been amazing. I don't I haven't actually said anything to him or anything, but 
players like that, I think the more wins he's getting, the, the, the better he's getting. But even the strikers, you know what I mean? They'll pick up, start picking up goals. I played with Naki before. And his confidence, once he starts scoring, he's, he's a proper championship goal scorer, do you know what I mean? I mean, he'll want to score 20 goals in a season, do you know what I mean? And he's capable of doing that. So it just comes with confidence in games and stuff. And I think uh, there'll be injuries and stuff along the way. But then we've got players coming in, in and around the team who are who are going to be top, top, top players. So and it must make the defenders better as well, because it's great the likes of Naki Wells and Tom Mohamed come in and it's great to have them on your side on a Saturday. But I'd imagine you're spending all week trying to stop them from scoring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I prefer like playing with them than playing against them, do you know what I mean? So it's good, it's good to have them in your team. Uh, it's always frustrating when you're sort of, you, you feel like, I think in the last few seasons, I feel like we've, we've, we've done a lot of defending uh, during games and, and the ball hasn't stayed up the pitch as much and that's where the, we've been, we haven't been sort of staying in games as much. We've been doing too much defending it and it will be a mistake that costs us at the back and I mean, but now we're keeping the ball up the pitch and we're really putting teams on, on their back foot. Uh, it's, it's helping us to get up the, fit, up the pitch and we're on our front foot at the same time, do you know what I mean? Ready to win the ball back. So it's, it's, it's enjoyable to play in at the minute. But uh, like you say, you can't, we can't really get complacent. We need to even step up now. I think, I think we've definitely got a few more gears in us as well. Yeah, that's what must be really exciting. And looking at from the first win of the season against Wigan, since then we've picked up 26 points from 13 games. Only Norwich have managed more in that, in that period. So it does show how far we've come. And it's seven clean sheets from those 13 fixtures. For you now, do you feel you're in the, the form of your QPR career, certainly? Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. My first two years were really disappointing for myself. And obviously, I, I, took, I took a step back and looked at what I needed to improve on and, and, and really went for it in the summer. Like, in the off-season, sort of kept myself fit and looked after myself. And I've been doing a lot. Uh, a lot more extra work uh, around the training ground and uh, it's, it's paying off for myself at the minute but with my age and whatever I know I can't same thing I can't get complacent obviously I'm in my last year of my contract so that's another thing like I want to I want to try and earn myself a new contract uh, I, lo I, lo I, love, I, love, I love it here at QPR do you know what I mean I, I want to stay so that's another thing that I'm playing for every week so yeah I just want to keep myself fit and, and keep improving I don't want to I don't want it to fall off now, I just want to get better and better, really. And Saturday, it's uh, the trip to Stoke City. They've had a, an indifferent start to the season so far, but in recent weeks, they've certainly become difficult to beat. They've only lost one of their last eight. Do you expect them to be coming at, at QPR on Saturday? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Stoke, obviously, is going to be a, a different opposition to what, we've, what we have faced in recent weeks, but... Every game's going to be tough, but obviously Stoke, being who they are and, and the players that they have, it, it's, it's going to make it hard for us. But um, I don't, I don't look at games anymore thinking, oh god, we got Stoke or oh god, we got Aston Villa or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's. I, I think me and the rest of the lads and the manager, especially, uh, it's just thinking how we're going to beat them, like, and, and we're confident enough to, to, to think that we're going to beat them. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm sure. The lads aren't looking anymore, thinking, do you know what I mean, it's, it's, what, what can we do? What, what can we pick up points, blah, blah, blah. We just, we just want to keep the run going. So as far as I'm concerned, I want to go and beat Stoke. Do you know what I mean? I think if we keep doing what we're doing and, and work hard for it, I'm sure we can get a result. It's just like all the other games that we've played recently.
are the players looking at the table and thinking if we could do this here, if we could do that there, or is it the cliche each game at a time? Yeah, I think it is each game at a time. I think you, you can look at the table, it's so close at the minute and things can change around so quickly. But if, if we really keep doing what we're doing and keep on the form we're on, uh, we will sort of, I think we are, well, we are surprising a few people at the minute, but it's all about maintaining that and, and, getting, and keeping the momentum. But like I say, the confidence is there. We haven't got that many injuries, which is, which is good for us as well. And uh, yeah, we need to, we can't get complacent. We need to just keep working. We've had a nice break this week, which has got everyone back fresh. And uh, yeah, we, got, we want to start a new run now and get, have a good Christmas. I think, I think if we can sort of get past the Christmas period and, and pick up as many points as we can, we can go into January sort of, and then, and then that's when you start thinking about it, I think after Christmas. That's when we've got to keep our position and where we are in the league and, and, and really push on and, and see how far we really can get because um, I think a lot of people are starting to believe now we can sort of go somewhere. Just finally, are you enjoying the aspect of, as a group of proving people wrong? Because after that start, after the West Brom and then the Bristol City and people thought, well, it's going to be difficult for them and they've got a relegation fight on their hands. Are you enjoying the aspect of going to places or playing teams like Aston Villa and beating them and surprising people? Actually, you know, we, we have got a, a capable group in this dressing room. Yeah, definitely. Like they, they're sitting in the uh, dressing room after the West Brom game was probably the worst, worst time for most of our, in our, in our football careers, apart from any of anyone's been relegated, I don't yeah. know. But um, it, it, it was really tough. It was a terrible day, and you, and. But I think we've done so much since then and we've improved so much since then. Uh, it's been so much positive things that have happened around the club uh, since that day that I think it's people are never going to forget, especially West Brom fans, but people are never going to forget that sort of result. But I think we're, we're slowly, people aren't, aren't, I don't think people, many people are thinking about it anymore. I think it will be, always be something to go back on. But if we can keep sort of proving people wrong, keep beating the big teams and whatever and I'm sure next time we play West Brom it'll be a completely different story and I'm, I'm confident of that. QPR take on Rotherham at the New York Stadium on Tuesday night and QPR fans who can't get along to watch the game you can see it live from your living room whether you're in London or Lisbon it will be available through QPR Plus. You can watch it all live Visit qpr.co.uk for full details. Joel Lynch, they're certainly enjoying life at QPR this season. And it's interesting there that he didn't celebrate scoring against Brentford because he was so wound up by the performance he was putting in. He obviously felt that he wasn't playing to the level that he has been in recent weeks. And I think there lies what you just said there. There lies the key with Joel Lynch's form this season because he wasn't having an absolute shocker he was a little bit below what he has been but by no means was he having a really really poor game but he's got it in him he set his own standards yeah. or, or renewed his standards if you like and he as in his words uh, wasn't happy with his performance you know but uh, yeah he was he was on the spot a little tap in gets us back in front and uh, um, there was a it was a key time to score then to get the third one straight away afterwards was uh, was brilliant but uh, now very interested to to hear Joel and what he thinks but uh, for me it's the best period and he he agrees himself 
the best period in his QPR career and long may that continue because he's, uh, he's been very good. And Weber, you mentioned Angel Rangel, how impressed you've been by him and Joel Lynch had a very high praise for him saying he's one of the best fullbacks he's played with and also praising Jake Bidwell saying he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, left back in the championship. Yeah, it was high praise and yeah, as, as we spoke about, you, you reeled off 10, 11 names for, for player of the season so far. It's been, mm. in terms of a def defensive point of view, the amount of clean sheets we've kept, it's been a real collective effort, hasn't it, from Joe Lumley coming in through, through the back four and there's, there's been a consistency, there's a famili familiarity, isn't there, between the back four and Joe Lumley and yeah, it's been, a, well, they've been as, uh, as impressive as each other, haven't they? So. Yeah, no, they have uh, done very well. And like you say, just a, a couple of players in a, a team that's playing well right now. Um, well, next up for them is the trip to Stoke on Saturday. Um, looking at Stoke since, and our, our QPR Plus commentator with all his notes in front of him, um, they'll be disappointed with the start they've made this season. Of course, um, Gary Rowe went from, from Derby to Stoke. And they've turned it around in recent weeks, but they'll be disappointed to find themselves 14th in the table. Yeah, I think uh, they were I think they were quite strong favourites to hit the ground running. And I went to an EFL event three, four days before the season and Gary was interviewed and he was saying we expect to, we expect to go straight back up. So if you look at the start they, they had, it was by their standards and for what they've got within their squad, it was probably very disappointing. But you know, Gary been around the block over recent years I don't suppose he panicked he could see the quality he relies on his managerial skills and in recent weeks we're starting to see Stoke City turn it around to what everyone thinks they should be. They've only lost one of their last eight so are they starting to almost a new manager new ideas and things starting to click for them and they'll start to to move up that table now do you expect? Yeah I think so well if you look you know they lost one in the last eight uh, they're, they're in decent sort of form there. They're not overly free scoring if you like, but they'll be quite tight. I'll be any Gary any Gary uh, Gary Rowett's teams are are well organised. Um, I've seen the way he works, you know, first hand, um, very methodical, very organised, very uh, pragmatic if you like, but within that with the with the players he's got on the side, you've got a little bit of flair as well. So uh, listen, it's gonna be a really, really tough game up with Stoke, you know, but a real test of you know where we are, where we, how far we've come. You know because, uh, as I say, a few months ago that would have been quite a daunting task. If you listen to Joel, they're not daunting tasks anymore. Wherever you're going, they're looking forward to going to Stoke, and they think they can get a result. Who poses their biggest threat? We got, you know, Benedict up front. You know he's uh, swapped around over the last sort of couple of years, but a goal scorer has gone for a lot of money. You know they've got a they've got a team full of full of experience. I like Joe Allen in the middle of the park. He gets them playing. James McLean with his with his with his left foot. You know, um, they've got quality right throughout the side. If you look at them, they've got an England goalkeeper. You know, they've got a, a, a Wales centre back with eighty odd caps. They've got Ryan Shawcross played over four hundred games for Stoke City, you know, so they've got quality right throughout the side. Um, and as I say, they must have good quality because they're talking about, you know, we've got one of their players, uh, Jeff Cameron, who couldn't get in this side. Mm. We've seen the difference he's made for us, so that may tell you the quality they've got. So, uh, really, really tough game, but one to look forward to. Yeah, a tough game on the road, but certainly we, we head to these away games with a, a renewed sense of confidence um, with the, the way we have started this season on the road. And after that, on the Tuesday night, we travel to Rotherham 
Now they have only lost one of their last eight as well, so it's a, another difficult one. And they're a team that also have started to turn their form around. They lost six of their first nine fixtures this season and now have lost one of their last eight. So it's another example of perhaps Paul Warren's side getting used to life back in the Championship. Mm. And obviously uh, we've, we know all about Ryan Mann, who's gone in there and, and done really well for them. But yeah, Rotherham, uh, a really impressive job from Paul Warren because he's not had the... He's, well, he had probably the lowest budget in, in the championship and, uh, you know, they were relegated two seasons ago and uh, it was a really difficult year. For them. They managed to get themselves back up and slowly but surely they've been building there. And, uh, yeah, they, they seem to have, uh, as, as you pointed to, they've uh, won one loss in, in eight. So, yeah, it's not going to be an easy game. Can I just come in there, Paul, on the Rotherham as well? Um, I think it's a, within four days, I think the expectancy level changes for a degree. You go to Stoke and everyone says that's a really, really hard game. And I suppose many with the form that we've been on will think we go to Rotherham. It'll be an easier sort of games. But if you look at their home record, you know, they've only lost one game at home. Got 15 points from their uh, their home game. So that New York Stadium, if you like, is where Rotherham are probably going to have to gather most of their points to stay up. Mm. And as I say, they've been pretty impressive so far. How many points would you take from the two on the road? I'd take four. Take four. I would, you know, ask him for a lot to get six. I'd take four. Uh, you know, which order? I think you'll, you'll, you'll probably work that one out yourself. But uh, I just think you've got two contrasting games. Uh, I think Rotherham, they'll play at home, but I think they'll set up in a way that they're hard to break down and hard to beat. Hence, they've drawn six out of the last eight games. Mm. Uh, they're not going to make the pitch huge and play an expansive game. They're going to contain and look to hit you on a break or a set play so uh, the onus on Tuesday night might be on us to break them down but two contrasting games but two games to look forward to Excellent certainly whets the appetite it's Stoke on Saturday and Rotherham the following Tuesday thanks for listening to the Loftcast. Cast